0: ever found yourself at Christmas time during this Christmas season struggling to be full of joy? Have you ever ever gone through Christmas and just felt like I had to be more joyful than I am? You know, maybe you felt like oh, all the people around me have joy. Why don't I have the same kind of joy that I see others have? I want to talk about joy this morning and, and the joy specifically, that Jesus Christ brings at Christmas time. Joy is one of those words that you'll see all over the place. In fact, I've seen it in Target in their Christmas decorations, you know, little lit up signs that say joy. It's a a word that the world has still adopted or at least held on to, and maybe as a part of the Christmas story, even though they don't remember it, they don't know it, they know that the word joy goes with Christmas. What does joy have to do with Christmas? Why should we be joyful? How does Jesus bring us joy at Christmas time? If you stop and think about Jesus and and the life that he led and the way that he came, um, it's it's a very revealing story. It should teach us a lot about joy. It should teach us about about how to find joy. Look at at how Jesus came. First, Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords, right? He was on the throne at the creation of the universe. He was a part of everything that that he was walking on. And here, he wrote himself into the story. He became a, a character in the story. And instead of coming like a king would come with trumpets and fanfare, he was born in a stable. Instead of walking on red carpet everywhere, he was dirty. Instead of bragging about his high position and the, and the authority that he had as God, he washed his disciples' feet and cared for those around him. When Jesus was born, he wasn't even born in his own house. He was born in a stable because there was no room in the inn for them. Throughout his life, we see that he didn't have a place to lay his head. We hear in scripture that that the birds have their nests and fox have their holes, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. They borrowed an upper room. They to have the Passover in. They borrowed a donkey for him to ride in on Palm Sunday and when he died, he was put in a borrowed tomb. So there was nothing about possessions There was nothing about home. There was nothing about family that brought Jesus joy. They they may have been joyful things to him, but but the substance of his joy was not based on those things. The substance of Jesus' joy was not based on his circumstances. We see him born in a lowly manger. We see him being rejected by men. We see him As an outcast among society, he hung out with sinners and tax collectors and commanded us, whatever you do for the least of these, you have done for me. I have a story I want to share with you of someone in our church. You have a story to share that can encourage someone, that can be an encouragement to a lot of people. I hope you'll uh, come out of the woodwork to start sharing these stories so we can hear about how God is working in people's lives. Josie's video is a great reminder, it's a great example of, of the way we in the world, we today have kind of lost our joy. Not Josie, but churches I think have perpetrated a, a, a bad idea, a false conception of joy. We've we have bought into the idea that the joy is built on circumstances and the things around us. The joy comes when, when we have nice clothes, when we have nice cars, and we, when we have a lot of money. If we can just have all of the right things, then we're going to have joy, and there are churches that have, have continued that idea, and that's an idea that's very popular in our world, that if I can just get a little more money, if I can just get these things, then I'm going to have joy, but Jesus very clearly did not come in that way, and, and he is the one who actually gives us joy. We're going to learn a little bit this morning about how he's given us ultimate joy, true joy, if we'll just accept it. But the world has this idea where where joy is built based on circumstances. God has an idea where joy is based on something much different. It's something much more eternal and something much more significant. But as we get into this, I'd like to ask you a question. What are some of the things that have stolen your joy? What are some of the things that, that have taken your joy? And if you have an answer, I'd like for you to uh, send that in by text 360 818 What are some of the things that you have, have would, would admit, I'm not going to call out anybody's name, but things that you would say have stolen joy, especially at Christmas time. What are things that have come up in life to, to kind of knock you off your feet when it comes to joy? Maybe it's, Selfishness, I don't get what I want at Christmas time and so I'm not going to be happy, I'm not going to be in the Christmas spirit. Someone texted in, pain and illness have taken your joy. Maybe it's something like busyness, you know we get really busy during the holiday season and so we allow that busyness, that hectic schedule to steal our joy. Fake people, someone texted in. The commercialism of the holiday. Yeah, those can be things that steal our joy. Loneliness has stolen our joy during the holiday season. Christmas is a time where it can be easy to feel lonely. People being rude. Family stress. Yeah, that one uh, probably almost everyone has been a part of. What has stolen your joy? Maybe uh, unrealistic expectations have stolen your joy. Maybe you had expectations that, that something about Christmas was going to be magical, and when all of the paper was off of the boxes, then it wasn't quite what you thought it was going to be, trying to meet the expectations of others. Yeah, that steals your joy. When you're trying to live up to someone else's expectations and you can't do it, you just can't quite meet what they're expecting, regret steals your joy at Christmas time, present buying stress, yeah, yeah, no new Christmas music on the radio, yeah, that's, (laughs) in-laws steal your joy at Christmas time, there's a lot of opportunity for joy to kind of disappear and dissipate during the holiday season. Some of these, as you hear, are, are, are on, a, on a scale. You know, Some of them in their terms and the, importance and the way that they affect us are much smaller. Others are much more difficult. We have things that might steal our joy that we know shouldn't steal our joy. We shouldn't be worried about other people's expectations for us. We shouldn't be worried about some of these things. And so we know that, and we, but we let them steal our joy. Anyway, selfish and ungrateful people Selfish and ungrateful children, ungratefulness. There's a theme emerging. But then there are these things that kind of come along and they're a little more serious. They're a little harder to take. they are things like pain and illness. There are things that that we may be going through for the first time. Maybe we lost a loved one, and this is the first holiday we're having without them, or we know that this is the last holiday we're going to have with a loved one. There are some things that come in to steal our joy. How do we respond? How do we handle these things in a way that honors Christ, in a way that actually honors Christmas? The death of a loved one can certainly steal our joy. Well, these are the things that steal our joy, cancer steals our joy, illness steals our joy. What did Jesus do to bring us joy? Let's look at a couple passages of Scripture. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. This will be probably familiar to you. This is uh, the shepherds and angels part of the story and the the shepherds are out on the hillside and, you, and you, if you know anything about shepherds, you know that they're lowly people. They were, they were poor, they were the outcasts, they were the rejects of society. They were often thought of to be thieves and stealers. They, they would uh, steal things from people. They would, uh, at least that was kind of the stereotype that they had, they were, just, they were outcasts and rejects. And here in the Christmas story, the, the grand announcement of Jesus Christ coming to earth it does not come to royalty. It does not come to, to anywhere in the palace. It doesn't come to anyone in the kingdom. It doesn't come to Herod. It doesn't come to others. The, the announcement of the arrival of the Messiah comes to shepherds. It comes to a line from our Twas the Night Before Christmas story. Some smelly old shepherds who were almost asleep. The announcement of Christ Angels, a multitude of angels, come and make this announcement to shepherds. Luke chapter 2, verse 10, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This is the announcement of the Messiah. This is the announcement of all the people, what everyone has been waiting for, for hundreds, even thousands of years, that Messiah would come and save everyone. And here the announcement comes to these shepherds. And what is the announcement about the Messiah? I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Jesus Christ coming to earth brings us joy. Why, how? Well, Jesus coming to earth brings us joy because it is through Christ, it is through this Messiah, it is through this baby, this infant that is born into a stable, into a room that wasn't his own. It is through him that we will ultimately all have reconciliation, we will all have redemption, we will all have salvation, we will all have this new life, we will all have hope. This is, this is what real joy is about. Real joy isn't about our expectations. Real joy isn't about the circumstances that surround us. Real joy isn't about the things that we can get at Christmas time or the things that we give at Christmas time. It's not about busyness and events. It's not about making sure that everything revolves around me and I get what I want out of this Christmas season. The real joy of Christmas is that Jesus Christ came as a baby, He was born in a manger, and when He came, He started the process of hope, love, and that gives us joy. John chapter 15, verse 10 and 11, this is Jesus speaking, this is much later, this is during his earthly ministry. He's an adult now, he's grown up. This is after the famous passage of the vine and the branches, and that's why we have a vine up here on the wall to kind of resemble that, that, that he is the vine, we are the branches, we are supposed to produce fruit, fruit that will last, the fruit that lasts as people coming to Christ and putting their faith in Him. Just after that, Jesus is still talking, He's teaching. This is one of Jesus' greatest sermons, greatest times of teaching in John chapter 15 and 16 and 17. If you haven't read them, make sure you go read those this afternoon. There's a lot of great content in there, especially when you're talking about love and joy. But here in verse 10, John chapter 15 verse 10, Jesus says, if you obey my commands, You will remain in my love, talking about you, following up on the illustration of the vine, if you obey my commands, how do we remain on the vine? How do we remain a part of the kingdom of God? Obeying his commands, this is how we remain in his love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Do you ever feel like, at Christmas time, it's like you're just kinda, you're almost there, like you're about to have joy, and you're just almost ready to erupt in joyful celebration of Christmas, and then something comes along, and it's just, it's like you're never quite full of joy when we're looking to the world to meet our joy, but Jesus has come to give us joy that will be complete. Not joy that disappoints, not joy that dissipates and falls away that, that eventually drains out of our life, but joy that comes through Christ that lasts. See, we think joy at Christmas comes through giving gifts and spending time with family, decorating the tree, looking at the Christmas lights, singing Christmas carols and eating candy canes and all of these wonderful things that we do at Christmas time. These are not the things that bring us joy. These are, they're not bad things, they're good things. Giving gifts is a good thing. Spending time with family, we have trees up Right now we have a tree at our house looking at Christmas lights. We put lights on our house this year. I love singing Christmas carols. I started listening to Christmas music in October. (laughs) But the joy of Christmas is not found in these things. These these uh, may very well be expressions of our joy, but these are not the things that bring us joy. And we've put our hope in the expressions of joy, hoping that they will give us joy when we don't have any joy from the real reason we ought to have joy at Christmas time. See, joy at Christmas comes because through this baby, redemption is coming to earth, and so we have forgiveness of our sins. See, joy comes at Christmas time is because through this baby, we have the hope of a new life in Christ. Joy comes at Christmas because God's image is being restored in us. We have a renewed and a redeemed sense of purpose because of what Christ did when he came. We have the promise of eternity with Christ. See, joy at Christmas has nothing to do with all of the things that we've made Christmas out to be. The joy at Christmas is the same thing we ought to have joy about all year long. We're redeemed. We were slaves to sin and now We've been washed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ and we are slaves to righteousness. If you find yourself lacking joy, if you find yourself feeling a little grinchy, I have a couple things i just suggest to try to discover joy. Maybe you've never discovered joy in the first place. Maybe you don't have real joy because you've never put your faith in Christ to experience joy. You've been looking to all these external things to discover joy, and you've never found the joy in your heart that comes from Christ. So maybe the way you need to find joy this Christmas time is just putting your faith in Christ for the first time, deciding, you know, from this point on, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to go back to what the world has for me. I'm going to go to what Christ has for me. I'm going to look for this renewed sense of purpose that he has, this redeemed purpose that he has for me, and I know that I will find joy in who God has made me. Maybe this is the day that you need to do that. Maybe you've been with Christ for a long time, and you've kind of stopped obeying some of his commands, like we talked about last week, the command to... Love one another. If you're looking for joy, if you need some joy at Christmas time, try loving somebody. Try loving somebody you haven't been able to love before. Try loving someone that is hard to love. If you're struggling to find joy, then you need to ask yourself, am I in a right relationship with Jesus Christ? Is Jesus my everything? Is Jesus my all and all? Is Jesus the thing that drives me? Is Jesus at the core of my being? Is Jesus at the center of who I am? And if it's not, then we need to get things back in order because when Christ isn't at the center, then of course we don't have joy. Of course we lose joy when we don't have Christ at the center of our lives because we start making our life revolve around us and selfishness will never give us joy. Maybe you just need to surrender your will and your ambition to a higher calling for your life. This selfish life that most of us lead for most of our lives will always leave us disappointed. And we'll always fall short of what God has for us. This, this selfish life that's all about me, that, that our culture and our world around us is screaming that, that you need more of this for you, and if you get this, then you will be happy. This selfish ambition that is driving us will always leave us empty and disappointed. It is only through surrender to Christ and his calling and his will for our lives that we will ever discover true joy. See, I think... The world wants to kind of tease the idea of joy and hang it out like a carrot in front of us and just dangle it like, you know what, you need some joy, but you're never gonna have it, and so then they sneak in with these subversive ideas of things that they think will give us joy, and they never measure up, they never meet up to what Christ really has to offer. Last night, for uh, part of our 25 days of Christmas, uh, we watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We watched the stupid Jim Carrey version. <laughs> uh, but I want to show you a clip from, uh, from the real, <laughs> the, the original Grinch's Stole Christmas to finish up our time this morning. You still feel Grinchy? <laughs> Sorry, if you hadn't seen that one, I just ruined it for you, I should have announced the spoiler alert, but you know, it was 1966, if you haven't seen it by now, that ain't my fault. <laughs> Some great lines in there towards the end, uh, Dr. Seuss had a way of doing that, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store, perhaps Christmas means something more. The joy of Christ is the something more of Christmas. The joy of Christmas is not in the presents we buy, the traditions we have, the family we see, any of that stuff. Those are expressions, hopefully, of the joy that we have, but we should have this overwhelming joy within us because Christ has done a great thing for us and is doing a great work in us. Jesus Christ, he he came and yes, he paid the price for our sins, he paid the ransom, he redeemed us, he died, he rose, he ascended to heaven, he left his spirit, which is the the, the promise of joy that we talked about in the first week and the second week, And, and now we have this joy that is literally filling us because we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, this Holy Spirit that comes and infiltrates our life and fills us with himself with the presence of God and so we have this joy actually abiding in us this joy is dwelling in our hearts in our lives in our minds and we have this joy and the world wants to do and it will do everything it can to distract us from the fact that we have joy it will do everything it can to take our minds off of the off of the focus of Christmas being Christ and a baby born in a manger it will do whatever it can and we as followers of Jesus Christ must rebel vehemently against the idea that Christmas is about anything else except for Christ. I'm not saying go post keep the Christ and Christmas things on your Facebook wall. Don't go make banners and stuff like that. The same way that we show the world that Christ is the point of Christmas is the same way we show the world that Jesus Christ lived and died for them. It is through the lives that we lead by loving one another. And when you love one another the way Christ loved you, they can see the effects of this joy on your life. God sent his spirit to fill us with joy, to fill us to overflowing, to give us a feeling of great joy and pleasure and happiness, exuberant celebration The joy of Christmas is always here, it's always a part of our lives, it's always something that exists in us because we have been redeemed, we have been rescued, we have been restored. I frankly am one of those people that does not have a problem with the commercialization of Christmas because I love the opportunity it gives us to talk about Christmas it's this is a chance that we get to talk with the whole world about Christmas when they're celebrating, celebrating it for different reasons, we still get to talk about it. So I love that it's coming earlier and earlier every year. Hopefully next year it'll start on January 1st and we get to talk about it. All year long the joy of Christmas is the new norm after Christ was born. The joy of Christmas is in a new life, just like we see represented in a newborn baby, the God of the universe being born into humanity. We get to be born again. We get to put aside, we get to put behind us this this deathly life that sucks the joy out of us and we get to be born into a new life. our spirit that is trapped by this world can be put to death and we can receive this re- re- revived restored renewed spirit that comes when we put our hope and our faith in Jesus Christ and then we know what real joy is the joy of christmas is that though we were once enemies of god we are now friends as we humble ourselves as we love one another we truly have the opportunity to revive the joy of christmas one of the lines of one of my favorite christmas songs says the reason that we give to others is god gave us his son we give because god gave we give because christ gave So I'm not asking you to try to, in your own power, obey the commands of Jesus Christ. I'm not asking you to try, in your own strength, to obey what Jesus has called us to do. What I'm asking you to do is to finally, maybe once and for all this morning, lay yourself down and get past yourself, get over yourself, and accept Christ for who he is and what he did for you. What I'm asking is that maybe at this point, maybe this time, you're so desperate for joy at Christmas time, you'd be willing to listen and try anything and this would be the best thing you could try. Get rid of yourself, get over yourself. If you need joy, put yourself behind, get past yourself and then experience this new life that you can have, this new life that you can experience in Jesus Christ, surrender your will, surrender everything that you want, your ambition, to a greater calling that Christ has for your life and and you will start to experience joy in your life, you will start to experience something you've never experienced before because the world can't even begin to come close, the world can't offer it, the world has nothing to show you when it comes to joy you will always be disappointed. But I invite you into a seat at the table that's waiting for you. I invite you to come in and be a part of the kingdom of God to be seated with the King of kings and Lord of lords. I invite you to come in and and sit down and partake in a meal, a meal that was prepared for you but the cost of admission is laying yourself down, putting your faith in Jesus Christ, following him, then you'll experience true joy. Are you in a right relationship with Jesus? Are you following his commands to love one another? Are those commands working out of his empowering you to do that and the joy that should drive those? Or are you doing these things on your own Welcome Christmas, bring your cheer, cheer to all who's far and near. Christmas Day is in our grasp, so long as we have hands to clasp. Christmas Day will always be, just as long as we have we. Welcome Christmas while we stand, heart to heart, and hand in hand. If you're struggling to find joy, maybe it's just because you haven't put your hand in someone else's hand for a long time. It's been all about you. The only way to find joy is to make it about everyone else. Let's stand together. I want to pray for us as we close. Heavenly Father, I just want to stop for a moment and pray for those who I'm sure right now are struggling to experience joy for reasons that we would not make light of. Maybe there are those among us who are struggling to find joy and we can put our finger on it and we know we shouldn't be struggling with this feeling or this idea, but I'm sure there are those among us who are struggling to find joy because there's deep pain in their life struggling to find joy because they're going through a trial right now. There are those who are struggling to find joy because they've been struggling with something for a long time and they've never been able to let it go and they just feel like they don't have the power to do it. Struggling to find joy because we've been stuck in a habit and a pattern and a way of thinking, a way of living for so long that we just don't know anything else. For those, Father, who are struggling to find joy for these reasons, these reasons that seem insurmountable, these reasons that seem impossible to overcome. I ask and I pray that in this moment, in this time that we have left together, that you will reveal to them that you are a caring father, you are a loving father, you are a God who sent his son to die in our place and you showed us the true expression of love. that you gave us this expression so that we could experience joy, an overwhelming joy that comes from the love of the Father, an overwhelming joy that cannot be replaced, that cannot be duplicated, it cannot be fabricated by anything else. The only way to know it is to experience it ourselves. Father, I pray whatever circumstance we're going through, whatever it is we're struggling with this morning, I pray that the joy of Christmas would well up within us, that, that this baby coming in a manger, this baby coming to lowly shepherds, this baby coming to the least of the least, would start to well up within us a sense of joy. I pray that we would begin to see the things of this life that clamor for our attention, that try to block out the joy that we should be seeing, that those things would start to fall away, that you would peel them away from our eyes, and that we would see the joy of Christmas again, maybe just like the first time, and maybe for the first time. And Father, I pray that this joy of Christ coming to earth, this joy of the Messiah coming to ransom us, this joy of Jesus Christ washing over us, this joy of righteousness that we now get to experience, this joy of peace with God, peace that passes all understanding, would become our day-to-day life, that you would send us out of this place full of joy. Send us out of here experiencing the fullness of your joy. The fullness of joy of the promised Messiah, the promised God walking with us, the God in us, the Christ in us. And where we struggle, give us strength. Where we struggle, surround us with others who will love us like you loved us and lay down their lives. But Father, I pray for every single one of us in this room, help us to love one another the way you loved us to be willing to lay our lives down, to be willing to lay down the life of our own son so that someone might experience life. Empower us now to not only receive that love, but to give that love. And may the world around us experience the love of Christ through us. and See the joy in us, in Jesus' name. Amen.